and welcome back to The Average Shepherd. I'm your host, Deacon Sam, and I appreciate you joining me today. So we've now reached Wednesday in the 17th week of Ordinary Time, and today's homily is called, Why Does Moses Have Horns? Because I am taking this homily from the Old Testament reading, I'm going to do both the first reading and the gospel today. However, if you want to skip past all of this and go straight to the homily, you can find the timestamp in the description below. So let's begin. A reading from the book of Exodus. When Moses came down from the mountain of Sinai, as he came down from the mountain, Moses had the two tablets of his testimony in his hands. He did not know that the skin on his face was radiant after speaking with the Lord. And when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, the skin on his face shone so much that they would not venture near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron with all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Then all the sons of Israel came closer, and he passed on to them all the orders that the Lord had given him on the mountain of Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. Whenever he went into the Lord's presence to speak with him, Moses would remove the veil until he came out again. And when he came out, he would tell the sons of Israel what he had been ordered to pass on to them. And the sons of Israel would see the face of Moses radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone has found. He hides it again, goes off happy, sells everything he owns and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he finds one of great value, he goes and sells everything he owns and buys it. The Gospel of the Lord. If you've ever seen a statue of Moses in the classical style, such as the one carved by Michelangelo in Rome, you may notice that he is often depicted with horns coming out the top of his head. And this often strikes people as very strange and can even be quite shocking to some, especially given the stereotypical association of horns with the devil. But the intention behind the horns is not to suggest that Moses was in any way evil. It's actually quite the opposite. We heard in today's first reading, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai after speaking directly with God and receiving the commandments, the skin on his face was, quote, radiant, so much so that the people couldn't bear to look at him directly, and he had to veil his face for their sake. Now, the Hebrew word karan, here translated as radiant to describe Moses' face, is derived from a root word keren, which means horn. So, in St. Jerome's original Latin translation of the Bible, he makes use of the root word horn as a metaphor for God's power and strength. And he writes that when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was horned, which then, of course, led to the many medieval and Renaissance-style depictions of Moses having literal horns on his head. But regardless of whether we use the word radiant or horned to describe Moses, 
The underlying meaning here remains the same. After encountering God, Moses was changed, and he physically emanated the glory of God from his face. The same thing could be said of us as Christians. When we truly meet Christ in prayer and in the sacraments, we are changed forever, and it emanates out from us for the world to see. In the words of the early church father, Justin Martyr, he says, Let it be understood that those who are not found living as he taught are not true Christians, even though they profess with their lips the teachings of Christ. This tells us that the true Christian faith is not just a dead set of doctrines to be spoken about or a cultural comfort handed on to us by our parents. True Christian faith is a relationship with the Lord that is both personal and life-changing in its fulfillment. A good definition of a Christian disciple, at least in my mind, is someone who goes all in for Jesus. Just think of the disciples who left everything behind in order to follow the Lord. And like in today's gospel, Christ becomes to the true disciple the treasure in the field or the pearl of great price for which the disciple is willing to sell and sacrifice everything in order to possess. With this level of commitment to the Lord, our discipleship should be as obvious to others as was Moses' shining and horned face was to the Israelites. But the parable today suggests authentic discipleship does come at a great cost. For example, when Moses came down from the mountain shining like the sun, the people couldn't bear to look at him. They turned their faces away. Because to be confronted with the glory of God is to be reminded of one's own unworthiness and sinfulness. When we ourselves as struggling disciples try to stop living for pleasure, for power, for wealth, and other popular worldly values, and we try to live our lives oriented towards God, it can have the same effect on those around us. The growing light within us can illuminate the places of shame in others. And if they're not receptive to that light, they can turn away from us and shun us entirely. Think now of a group of willful alcoholics rejecting a friend when he tries to get sober, because his efforts illuminate their faults. True discipleship will not make us popular, but it is the only path to Christian fulfillment and salvation. And so it is worth every sacrifice we make. Let us pray. Lord, we ask that you fill us with the light of your spirit, that we may become your faithful disciples in the world. Inspire us to desire you above all things and give us the courage to accept the sacrifices of following you. Reveal to us, Lord, our weakness and our vulnerability and grant us sufficient grace to resist temptation and be healed where we need it most. May we never be ashamed of the gospel, Lord, for it is through you that we find fulfillment and salvation. We ask this in your holy name, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.